0: Podcast listeners, what is happening? I am hanging out with the amazing Jessica Yarmy. Jessica Yarmy is somebody who comes from the franchise world, then loves the fitness world and molded those two things together and launched Kick House. Uh, she is a badass. She is awesome. Uh, she's an inspiration. She figures out how to get to the gym, get her butt whooped, whooped other people's butts and just figure out how to make the world a better place through fitness and just launching business. Also, uh, her franchise and the whole organization in general has been growing like crazy and also super supportive of helping women launch franchises and launch businesses as well. Uh, And so all around, she's just making the world a better place. So Jessica, thank you so much. For being a guest on this podcast thank you for your inspiration and uh, proud to have gotten to know you a little bit and excited to follow along with all that you have going on thank you so much for being a guest jessica thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast
1: thank you so much for having me matt i'm excited to chat with you today
0: i feel like i'm already inspired motivated got to get the body working between all that you do uh with your business i'm excited to hear about your gym the impact and so much more but before we get into that do you mind just like sharing your background and just who you are?
1: Sure. Uh, my name is Jessica Yarmy. I'm the CEO and founder of KickHouse, which is a modern kickboxing studio franchise. And I have been in franchising since 2008. I've been in fitness since 2012. But I think the real um, magic for me and what I'm doing in my days now is it goes back really to... Being an athlete my whole life, being a marketer by trade and, and by career really since, uh, s- since I started in my career, and kind of overlapping all those things that I'm passionate about into, um, into one career, which I, which I love. Um, and that's really inspiring, empowering people to um, make healthy changes to their lives in general, and then make healthy changes within their careers as well.
0: I love it. So, you know, has has uh, fitness just always been a part of your life? Is it something that you just discovered and, and dove into, or kind of walk me through your background and just the love for fitness you have now? Has that always been the case?
1: Yeah, I played soccer all of my life um, through college and retired from athletics after college. But but ran two marathons in retirement, and I live that gym life. I live that healthy lifestyle and I'm a, a mom who tries to pass down that love for fitness to my 12-year-old. And there's there's so many benefits to fitness that I have seen in my own day, in my own life, that I'm I'm such a believer that that all of us have the opportunity to to make small improvements um in our health and and that's really the game is is to to move more to stress less every day and and i really believe that that kick house and the kickboxing can can do that for people so i'm really passionate about um, helping people make positive changes to their health and then um, bringing those positive changes to as many communities across the country as we can
0: so Jessica, you're probably going to want to kick me in the face for telling you this, but I have run one marathon in my life, but I did it on a treadmill.
1: Oh my it- gosh! <laughs> <laughs> it
0: took me five and a half hours. Like ten- it was, uh, I watched like a movie, watched a sermon, and I watched a bunch of Family Guys, and it was brutal. And I did not train. I probably like I. Was a lacrosse player, uh, football and basketball player in high school, and I played lacrosse for a year in college. So was a decent athlete, but never a runner. Like maybe more than, maybe two miles was the most I ever did. And I just decided, you know what, time to go do it.
1: (laughs) Well, running a marathon takes a certain um, mental capacity. And running a marathon on a treadmill, I think doubles that mental capacity (laughs) that's needed. So um, good for you for taking that on.
0: Yeah, I had some funny, strange looks the whole time, but yeah, it was a, it was a funny, entertaining thing. Glad I could say I did it. I don't ever need to do it again, but yeah, it was a it was a good experience. Um, so, you obviously got into the franchise gym ownership world. Is that where you expected to see yourself? Was this something that you sought out? Obviously, feel free to talk more about certainly the brand that you you have and what you how you chose went about choosing that as well too. So, we would love just kind of hear your journey both into the franchise world, also the gym franchise world.
1: Yeah. I started in franchising in 2008 in the restaurant space. And it wasn't until 2012 that I took my franchising background, overlapped it with my marketing background, overlapped it with the love of working with people, overlapped it with fitness. And that overlap happened for me working for Gold's Gym. And... Um, so I worked in fitness really since Gold's Gym in in that overlap between all of those things that you know that I love in my life, and um, in 2020, really at the start of the the pandemic, uh, where everyone was running away from brick and mortar fitness, uh, I knew that there would be opportunities to get in, um, and I'm a believer in in person fitness. I I have all of the apps on my phone. I never use them. Working out at home for me is never a successful endeavor, and I I believe in the in person experience. And I just knew that there would be enough things uh, shook up in the space that um, that there would be an opportunity that presented itself. And um, midway through two thousand and twenty, so the first year of the pandemic. Uh, I started Kickhouse, so that's really the the beginning point of this uh, crazy kickboxing journey.
0: So, you know, as a business owner, do you feel like you still get the joy of the fitness world? Are you spending far too much of your time running your business and getting away from sort of your love? Is it a good balance? How, how do you sort of go about both running a company and also having a love for fitness and trying to manage both.
1: People ask me how I do all the things that I do and how I stay sane. And, I, and I'm like, I have the joy of being able to work out really as part of my job. I go to the classes that um, are at Kick House. I go to the studio. I'm a consumer as much as I am the the owner and the operator of the business. So for me, the the stress level impact uh or the stress level reduction that kickboxing has in my day. I should do it every day. I don't do it every day, but um but I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to like have a really busy day, have a lot of different fires burning on the business side of things, but then have that tool set to okay, I know how to deal with this stress. I'm going to go up to the studio. I'm going to Kick the bag for a bit, and and it's going to immediately make me feel better. It's going to immediately get some of that, uh, you know, the, the the cortisol out of my body, and and just kind of help me get refocused into like what's really important, what really needs to get done next.
0: This is kind of a a funny question. You can elect not to answer it if you don't want. But is there like beef between gym owners? Like, is that is is if you own a gym uh, close by to somebody else, is it a positive? Rah, rah! Hey, we're both trying to make the world a better place. Is it, hey, you know, a little bit of beef between it? How does it? How does it kind of operate between different gym owners?
1: I guess there there's some beef, but uh, really through COVID, I think what what the gym community rallied around is we need to do a better job of educating around why fitness is important, why health and wellness is important. Um, the comorbidity rates around, um, obesity plus COVID, uh, obesity plus heart disease. There's so many things that you have the ability to, um, control and manipulate in your own health if you have tools that a gym or studio can provide. So, um, there are still so many people who under, um, under deliver on the physical activity standards that are recommended by the government. And we need to do a better job of, of not just um, inspiring people to get off the couch and to walk into a facility, but then making that experience as a first timer so positive that they come back the next day and they come back the day after. Um, and and there's a lot that goes into that because it's not just a Physical exercise—it really is—taps um, into a lot of different parts of of us as humans. Um, it takes motivation, but it also gives you confidence. It also gives you like empowerment. It also gives you that stress relief that I talked about earlier. So, if we could continue to just preach about all of the benefits, and it's not just looking good in your bathing suit for the summertime. its There's so many different things that you can gain if you add physical activity to your day. Um, it, it's really uh, unbelievable, the benefits. And, um, and I think as an industry, whether you're competitors who have facilities down the street, I think the industry has aligned around that. Um, because too much of the conversation during COVID was um, was was about p- keeping people in their homes and you know having the liquor stores open but the gyms closed. There were so many things like that that just didn't sit well with what we know in the gym industry to be true, and. I think it was that moment that everyone really looked around the room and said, we are not competitors. We are all trying to pursue that same mission of making the world a healthier place, helping people add physical activity to their days. And let's just get over the, um, you know, the, like, which gym do they go to or, you know, are they walking into your facility or mine? Um, I think it's a, It's a win if we can get people off the couch. And while I would love for them to come to kick Kick house as their option, um, I'm definitely all for um, somebody getting off the couch and going somewhere. It doesn't, you know, my feelings aren't going to be hurt if they choose a facility that's not kick house.
0: It's, it sounds like it's like a really healthy level of competition. Of course you want them coming your way, but at the same time, you know, their lives are getting better if they go from zero to one, no matter where it may be. Obviously, we, we love the brand KickHouse and want to continue to support that, but it seems like it's a great, great level of uh, healthy competition.
1: Well, there's 80% of people still don't meet the physical activity requirements. So if we do a good job as an industry of educating around statistics like that, um, educating around statistics around the mental health benefits of working out, there will be plenty of people for all of us um, and there will be more facilities that are needed if we can get that 80% off the couch and into a gym. So, um, it is a, it's a daunting task to, to tackle that education on your own. Um, which is why I think we all really collectively need each other and we need to continue to tell the story and tell it over and over again and share, um, success stories from our membership, share our own stories as owners to say, listen, like, just like I just told you, my days are stressful. I deal with my stress by going to the gym and hitting things. That's my reality. And that works for me. Maybe it doesn't work for you, but I'm putting it out there as I am an owner, but I am also a consumer. And here are the benefits that that I have felt in my own world.
0: You know, as a both as a business owner and just a human, I have noticed, uh, so I have to travel a lot for my company. And you and I've talked about a little bit about it offline. And I've noticed the seasons that I travel a lot, I probably get a little bit lazy with a routine. I can always justify, ah, don't know where a gym is, blah, blah, blah. And I, I, none of them are good excuses, but the seasons that I'm, um, excuse me, back working out back on a regular routine, even if it's 20, 30, 40 minutes, and it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but just a little bit of movement. I, I, it's not that your circumstances change, but your just ability to take a deep breath and and kind of relieve a lot of that anxiety goes away so much, and so I, I I think that's such a good word.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah! And the one thing that was a huge unlock for me whenever I had my son, um, you know, you you have such limited time, but then you have such limited energy, and you're like, oh, I can't go to the gym because I don't have the energy. And as soon as you make the realization that moving more and adding exercise into your day, especially like I'll go and I'll lift in the morning. If I lift in the morning, my energy level throughout the day is higher. And as soon as you make that connection that, oh, if I do this, yes, it takes energy, but then it also gives me energy throughout my day like that was a really big unlock for me, especially as a new mom who didn't have a lot of sleep. I just kind of, it was a barrier. I just felt like I don't have time for this. I don't have the energy for this. But then as soon as I really started to recommit to it um, and put the time in, I realized the energy was delivered back to me. And to this day, people don't realize that, um, that you put energy in, but you also get energy back out. And it's such a great benefit for me as a, uh, as a busy person who still probably doesn't sleep as much as I should, um, that it does have that impact in your day. It's just a superpower. And I, I want to deliver this superpower to as many people as I can.
0: So let's talk about that a little bit more. You obviously uh, have a great impact with your local gym, but obviously there are uh, a bunch of expansion and and you have, you know, visions of grander. So walk me through kind of your plans and goals for the whole kick house brand in general.
1: We have 25 locations open right now across the country, all the way from California to Maryland. So we have a nationwide footprint right now. We're opening three additional studios, um, within the next six months, and we have more in the pipeline. So we're looking to pretty aggressively grow and add studio count to, um, to our footprint. So, um, it's definitely, a a goal of ours to, to continue to expand, to continue to, to franchise across the country. We have some international interest, which, you know, is just, um, it's humbling and amazing to have people reach out from different countries and say they want to bring the the brand into into their country
0: that is a that that's a special thing. Obviously, it doesn't come without its challenges, but what a cool thing. um and yeah, I, I, I that's that's special. One of the things to it during my my research before this podcast is it sounds like you have done an amazing job at helping. Uh, female owners uh, be a part of this brand too, and being able to own gyms. So tell me, tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, we have um, twenty five locations across the country, and forty percent of those are owned by female franchisees. That is and, so. Cool. Yeah, and yeah, an industry standard is closer to twenty five or thirty percent. So we're we're above average in terms of our representation um, for females and. I'm passionate about getting that number to 50-50. I don't think there's any reason why I couldn't or shouldn't have um, 50% female franchisees in our family. Our ownership base is closer to 85% female. And um, it, it, it parallels, right? Like if we can give somebody confidence and empower them to be their best on the mat, I want to take that same perspective and bring it to a business relationship as well. Give them the confidence, give them the education, give them the tools that they need to um, to become entrepreneurs and to open their own franchise. Um, and if I can do that at scale, um, that will be my legacy.
0: Hmm. Becomes a pretty, pretty, pretty cool story. Um, where are Kick House gyms typically? Are they, you know, in major cities? Are they more suburban areas? Where, where? I mean, obviously, uh, two part question. Where are they currently, and is that the concentration you like? Would you like? Would you prefer a different type of concentration? Walk me through that a little bit.
1: Yeah, we definitely have a focus on the suburbs, um, mostly because even as the world kind of has gone into this like hybrid work from home kind of model, um, we're seeing a lot of people who are working from home in the suburbs and then doing their classes, doing their fitness at home or near home in their in the suburbs. So um, we're definitely focused on the suburbs, but we do have some great, more urban kind of studios. Um, and we're always looking at good opportunities, um, whether it's urban or, or suburban kind of areas. It's more about, um, is the demand there? Is there, um, too much competition? Is it a new and emerging area? And we're definitely not, um, not opposed to going into new and emerging areas and being that, um, that trailblazer in the fitness space.
0: I love that. That's that's awesome. So, outside of running your gym and, you know, being a mom and being a badass and doing all these different things, where do you spend, you know, your time? What 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 really fills your bucket outside of the gym?
1: I take a lot of time to recover. Uh, it's kind of like if you, uh, like when you're
0: kickboxing all the time, I'm sure you need
1: to, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like the work hard, play hard kind of phrase, but nope. it's more like, yeah. like work hard, recover hard. And, um, I do take a lot of time to, to be still in my thinking, to quiet my mind, um, to be calm, you know, and to, to de-stress and, um, and not just have, you know, the de-stress that comes from. From punching things and kicking things, but have the de stress that just comes from quiet and that comes from clarity within your thoughts. Um, I like to paddleboard. I like to be out on the water and and just give myself space to think through things that are maybe complex and that haven't found the right place um, in my mind yet. Um, so it's definitely uh, extremes. You know, I go from like loud and busy and chaotic down to quiet and calm and, and centered and just kind of, you know, flip back and forth between those two worlds as needed.
0: Do you have somebody or a group of people in your life that you consider obviously, like you look up to you've tried to model your life after you've tried to, you know, yeah, I guess model your life after any, any uh, role models you really think about?
1: I'm honored to be co-chair of the Women's Franchise Network here in the Dallas market. And every event that we host, we have an amazing group of women that show up and just trade stories and share expertise and uh, make connections. And I'm I'm grateful to be in a market like Dallas that has um, a really, really good base of um, of professionals in general, but then really like professionals specifically in franchising. And um, it's, it's never difficult to, to grab coffee with people, pick people's brains. Um, and I, being a new entrepreneur, I have had a lot of questions over the last two and a half years. And I, whenever I do raise my hand and have a question, there's so many people who um, have offered and have stepped up to, to help and I'm um, forever grateful for those people who are in my, in my circle who I can tap into, um, you know, with, with questions big and small. And I think that's, that's part of what I am looking to pay forward also. Um, if I can make the next person's journey one step easier, um, I'm all about that because there, there have been so many people in, in my circles that have done that for me. And um, I think that's really what it's all about is just sharing information and um, not seeing everything as competition and really um, believing that that collaboration comes in so many different shapes and sizes. And if we can collaborate together, we all can be better together. So um, that's definitely something that I've been putting a lot more time into Lately, and um, and and I'm really grateful for.
0: Yeah, it's such a. I mean, the whole pay it forward model is a, is a cool one, and one of the, in my entrepreneurial career, I have made just about every mistake in the books, but in, in the book, but the one I think I did really well was I put together a advisory board that was. Yes, focus on helping the business grow, but just as much sort of coaching me as a young man growing up and entering the business world and some of the challenges and things like taking care of yourself outside of just focusing on your company. And um, that's certainly something I would I would recommend any entrepreneur, or quite frankly, anybody who's just trying to get better, is surround yourself with some people who can speak some wisdom into your life. Maybe they're a few years older than you and have sort of ex- you know seen it and experienced it a little bit more than you have. And I have found that to be. Uh, a saving grace in so many different ways, through good times and bad.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and having the the self awareness um, and the lack of ego around the fact that everybody has those moments of of having questions of needing help, and it's it's not only okay to ask for help, but as an entrepreneur, you should expect that you're going to have to ask for help, and um, and don't ever uh, question yourself for for having to ask for help because it's not a it's not a sign of weakness it's a sign of self-awareness and it's a sign of strength to understand like I have this gap in my understanding I'm going to seek out the best person who can help me fill this gap in understanding and most people will help you um and I think as as entrepreneurs especially solopreneurs you need to make those asks
0: yeah I love that so Jessica, one of my favorite questions on the planet to ask is what gets you out of bed in the morning? And obviously you got to go hit some things and kick some things. So I know that part about you, but what's the kind of driving driving force between you know who you are and kind of the point of why you're doing all this?
1: I get out of the bed in the morning at six to go to the gym um, hmm. because I believe in health and fitness and I believe in prioritizing health and fitness in my own life. And I know if I if I don't do it first thing in the morning, Um, It's not going to happen, but my my overall mission is things that we've already kind of spoken about, but it's like giving people tools to make positive changes in their life. So whether that's um, tools around health and wellness, whether that's tools around entrepreneurship, whether that's tools around leadership, I'm all about sharing what I've learned along the way and Passing those learnings to other people as I learn them, um, share every step of the journey, and 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 help that next person have their journey be like that one step easier than mine was, and um, and I think that's that's the game is just being um, one step better every day, and and if I can help somebody take that one step, um, that is so rewarding. For me, and and my hope is that they pay that forward, um, you know, to someone in their life and make that next person's step even easier. And I think there's so much uh, there's so much negativity that you can get hung up in, especially in today's world. That if um, if we could all have that level of um, or a small dose of pay it forward. Uh, I really believe in that. And, and I'm trying to, to do that in, in kick house on a daily basis.
0: Yeah. I love that. Um, for people, Jessica, that want to learn more about kick house, uh, as a company to follow along with what you got going on or just reach out, what's the best way for them to, uh, hear about what you got going on and learn more about you. Yeah.
1: Our channels are, are pretty easy to find. They're either at kick house or at the kick house. Uh, and then my channels are very easy to find. I'm at Jessica Yarmy on every single social platform.
0: Love it. Well, Jessica, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Matt.